You are listening to Grown Ups Read Princess Stories, the podcast where grown ups from around the world read stories about princesses, be them from fairy tales or true history. Today, we bring to you the story The Good Man of Wasteness. This was recorded by Walter Trail Dennison. It's a Selkie story. It's a, at the time considered to be a true story. We now know that Selkies are not real. But Walter initially put this down on paper, and it might just be one of the very first recordings on paper of Selkies. Now, reading The Goodman of Wasteness is Turner Coates. Turner, in addition to being the purveyor of questionable Scottish accents, is the host of Dungeon Master for the Grim Dilute podcast, a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast for grown-ups based in Austin, Texas. As a child, Dungeons and Dragons was Turner's gateway to explore the world mythology and engage with stories on a personal level. Now, as a father, he uses tabletop role-playing to craft adventures for his children and to encourage them to appreciate literature, develop critical thinking skills, and practice their own brand of storytelling. The Selkies mentioned in this story appear in various D&D settings all the way back to the first edition, published in... 1983! Oh, the 80s. And these seal mermaids are one of the first creatures he encountered pursuing his older brother's source books. You can check out his podcast at www.gmdlcast.com slash listen, and you can follow them on Twitter at GMDLCast. We'll leave a link to those in the episode description. But with all that being said to you now, with all that knowledge, please enjoy The Good Man of Wasteness by Walter Trail Dennison, read by Turner Coates. The Good Man of Wasteness was well-to-do, had his farm well-stocked, and was a good-looking and well-favored man. And though many a bra lass in the island had set their caps at him, he was not to be caught. So the young lasses began to treat him with contempt, regarding him as an old young man who was deliberately committing the unpardonable sin of celibacy. He did not trouble his head much about the lasses, and when urged by his friends to take a wife, he said, Women were like many another thing in this weary world. Only sent for a trial to man, and I have trials enough without being tried by a wife. If that old fool Adam had not been bewitched by his wife, he might have been a happy man in the yard of Eden to this day. The old wife of Longer, who heard him make this speech, said to him, Take heed, because you yourself may become bewitched some day. Aye, quoth he, that will be the day when do walks dry shod fray the altars of Sini to de Bora Papa. That will be when you walk through water without getting your shoes wet, in other words which basically means not likely. Well, it happened one day that the Goodman of Lostness was down on the ebb, that portion of the shore left dry when the tide goes out, when he saw, at a little distance, a number of selkie folk on a flat rock. Some were lying sunning themselves, while others jumped and played about in great glee. They were all naked and had skin as white as his own. The rock on which they sported had deep water on its seaward side, and on its shore side, a shallow pool. The goodman of Wasness crept unseen till he got to the edge of the shallow pool. He then rose and dashed through the pool to the rock on its other side. The alarmed selkie folk seized their sealskins and in mad haste jumped into the sea. 
Quick as they were, the goodman was also quick, and he seized one of the skins belonging to an unfortunate damsel who, in terror of flight, neglected to clutch it as she sprang into the water. The selkie folk swam out a little distance, then, turning, set up their heads and gazed at the goodman. He noticed that one of them had not the appearance of seals like the rest. He then took the captured skin under his arm and made for home. But before he got out of the ebb, he heard a most doleful sound of weeping and lamentation behind him. He turned to see a fair woman following him. It was one of the selkie folk whose seal skin he had taken. She was a pitiful sight, sobbing in bitter grief, holding out both hands in eager supplication while the big tears followed each other down her fair face. And ever and anon she cried out, Oh, bonnie man, if there's only mercy in their breasts, give me back my skin. I kinda kinda can live without it. I kinda kinda can abide me own folk without me own sealskin. Oh, pity a poor distressed forlorn lass. Can do whatever hope for mercy they sell. Saying if he would ever hope to have mercy for himself, he should treat her with mercy now. The goodman was not too soft-hearted, yet he could not help pitying her in her doleful plight. And with his pity came the softer passion of love. His heart, that had never loved women before, was conquered by the sea nymph's beauty. So, after a great deal of haggling and plenty of hugging and kissing, he wrung from the sea lass a reluctant consent to live with him as his wife. She chose this as the least of two evils. Without the skin, she could not live in the sea, and he absolutely refused to give up the skin. So, the sea lass went with the goodman and stayed with him for many days, being a thrifty, frugal, and kindly good wife. She bore her goodman seven children, four boys and three lasses, and there were not bonnier lasses or statelier boys in all the isle. And though the good wife of Wasness appeared happy and was sometimes merry, there seemed at times to be a weight on her heart, and many a long, longing look did she fix out on the sea. She taught her bairns many a strange song that nobody on earth had ever heard before. Albeit she was a thing of the sea, the goodman led a happy life with her. Now it chanced, one fine day, that the goodman of Wasness and his three eldest sons were off in their boat fishing. The good wife sent three of the other children to the ebb to gather limpets and whelks, basically clams and oysters. The youngest lass had to stay home, for she had a hurt foot. The good wife then began, under the pretense of house cleaning, a determined search for her long-lost skin. She searched up, she searched down. She searched butt, she searched ben, which means from one end to the other. She searched out, and she searched in. But never a skin could she find, while the sun wore to the west. The youngest lass sat on a stool. She says to her mother, Ma'am, what are you looking for? Oh, Baron, do no tell, says her mother, but I'm looking for a bonny skin to make a rivlin that would care thy sore foot. Saying she's trying to make her a special shoe to help her with her hurt foot. The girl says, Maybe I can where it is. A day when you were out and dad thought I were sleeping in the bed, he took a bonny skin dune. He glued at it a peary minute, then folded it and hid it up under the eisens abone the bed, saying the dad hid the skin and the space up in the roof above the wall. When her mother heard this, she rushed to the place and pulled out her long concealed skin. Farewell, Perry Budo, which is a term of endearment, she said to the child and ran out. She rushed out to the shore, flung on her skin and plunged into the sea with a wild cry of joy. A male of the sulky folk there met her and greeted her with every token of delight. The goodman was rowing home and saw them both from his boat. His lost wife uncovered her face, and thus she cried to him, 
Goodman Oasnes, farewell to thee. I liked thee well, do her good to me, but I loe me better, me man of the sea. And that was the last he ever saw or heard of his bonnie wife. Often did he wander the seashore, hoping to meet his lost love, but never more he saw her fair face. And of course, the moral of the story is that true love, love from the heart, can only be given. It can never be taken. The goodman of Wasness tried to bargain his way into having the Selkie be his wife, and so she never truly was, which I guess really proves that he wasn't that good a man after all. Well, good night. We would like to thank Turner for coming on to the podcast and reading that wonderful story. Don't forget to follow Turner. Click the link in the episode description. Listen to the D&D podcast. It is absolutely fantastic. And also, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or on Facebook, you can do that as well. Grownups read princess stories. Please leave a review of the show. Click those stars. All of those things help us get more listeners. You wouldn't think it does, but it does. It totally 100% does. So until the next episode, please be kind to each other and stay safe.